Hello, movie lovers. Welcome back to another episode of Chatty Sisters, where I talk movies. I'll start with the basics, like who was in it, what it's about, and my review. Then after a short break, we'll go deeper and get into the spoilers. It's day 11. And I just want to say that when I'm recording, I'm like, oh, it's only day 11. It's only November 11. But when I'm preparing for the podcast, I'm like, oh, my God, it's already day 11. (laughs) This is so much work. Um, But honestly, it's so much fun because I get to watch so many movies and I get to talk about them immediately. And there's just, you know, doing four podcasts in the month is great. I think it's the best kind of um, timing, but being able to essentially talk about every single movie I see is, has its own charm. So this movie is A Haunting in Venice. And I'm so excited that I was able to watch this on Disney Plus because when I saw the previews, I was like, yes, another Poirot movie. It's my favorite. I love that they're in Venice. I'm like, yes, yes. Give me all of it. So this is a mystery slash thriller. If you didn't know, The rating is PG-13 for some violence, thematic elements, and scary action, as well as disturbing images. We have our director, who is Kenneth Brenna, and our writer is Michael Green. Our tagline is, death is just the beginning. Kenneth has done the other two Poirot movies. He has done Thor. He has done some live theater. He is just all over and he is an actor. He was an Oppenheimer as well as Hamlet and he is our Poirot. (laughs) Isn't that great? I love it. Michael Green has also done Logan and American Gods and I'm like, yeah, this seems like a really good duo for this movie and I cannot do a podcast without giving credit to where credit is due. Agatha Christie, amazing, amazing woman because she is the creator of Poirot. Her best-selling book is And Then There Were None. But if you don't know who she is, she was an author um, way back when. So, But she is, yeah, the creator of Poirot. So all of those movies and TV shows that you may have seen were originally thought of by her. Our stars are Michelle Yao, who has done Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, as well as Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. And I have loved her from the first movie that I saw her in. I was like, man, I hope to see her in more stuff. And she is just back to back getting them out there, okay? I love this woman and she looks amazing, I must say. We also have Jamie Dornan, who was in The Fall and Fifty Shades of Grey. And I just want to say, like, the range is there, but also he's able to be himself because everything that I've seen him in, he plays this like dark, timid character, even in Fifty Shades when he is like the the dominant here, he is still dark and timid and internal. And his character in this is slightly different from that Fifty Shades character, but still good. And it's still he's like that is like his thing, his signature. And I like that he's able to do different things with that. We also have Tina Fey, who you may have seen in Date Night or 30 Rock. She is a funny woman. And in this movie, she does have the opportunity to be funny, but she also has the opportunity to be serious. And I like seeing her in these roles. We also have Ricardo Scamarcio, 
And he was in John Wick, Chapter 2 and Three Floors. We have Camille Cotton or Camille Cotton, who is in House of Gucci and Stillwater. We have Kyle Allen, who is in The In-Between, which was an amazing movie. I may have to go back and rewatch it so that I could do a podcast on it. But man, I love that movie. It had me crying. And then we have West Side Story. And then we have Kelly Riley, who was in Pride and Prejudice and Black Box. And then we have Jude Hill, who was in Belfast and Mandrake. Our production company is the well-known and loved 20th Century Studios, who has also done Free Guy and Avatar The Way of Water. Our description is as follows. Set in eerie post-World War II Venice on All Hallows' Eve, a haunting in Venice is a terrifying mystery featuring the return of the celebrated sleuth Hercule Poirot. Now, retired and living in self-imposed exile in Venice, Poirot re- reluctantly attends a seance at a decaying haunted palazzo. When one of the guests is murdered, the detective is thrust into a sinister world of shadows and secrets. And... Mm, you know that's my favorite. We got a haunted place. We have Poirot. We have murder. We have sinister shadows and secrets. I love it. I am totally here for it. You know, I was geeked about this movie before I watched it. And let me tell you, I'm just as enthused about it after seeing it. I don't think I've seen a bad Poirot movie or show or anything like that because I just adore him. He is just great. Okay, and the actors that play him really like embody this character. So I love that. I love that they try to be true to the character that he is and, you know, doesn't destroy it. And that's how I feel about this movie. It was very well done. Um, There is a scene where you might get motion sick if you are a motion sick kind of person. It kind of focuses on somebody's face and they're moving. Um, So just, you know, look out for that. It's not too much. Um, like I've already stated, I can't get enough of Poirot. I think he is an amazing detective. I love that he's fictional because he cannot disappoint me. So yes, I am. I'm here for it. The place, the visuals, stunning. Even though the movie is pretty dark, you still get the sense of the place that they're in. And I love that because I I love the old stuff, but I also really love Venice. I'm like obsessed with the water and like my dream is to go there and just like be there you know and the movie was actually filmed in Venice um Brenna wanted to make sure that he used as many physical uh locations as he could and I love that I love a person dedicated to the cause um yeah so what I recommend absolutely storyline easy to follow of course it's of course (laughs) of course it's a Poirot movie so there is some things that you may not see um was I able to figure out who it was before the ending I was and but I still wasn't sure that I was right so I love watching it because I love I love a good bring everybody together scene while we talk about who did what you know there's a show called Death in Paradise that does the exact same thing, pull everybody together and goes through the details of the case. And I think that's why I love that show so much, because it's just like that. Um, Yeah, I guess I guess we're done here. I did not need more. I. 
Well, yeah, what I was going to say is a, is a spoiler related thing, so I will leave it. But yeah, I don't need more. I had no questions. I enjoyed it. So I will see you guys to the, in the spoiler side because this is a wrap. All right, y'all. After this break, it's time for the after party, a.k.a. spoilers. Hope to see you there. It's spoiler time. I want to start by talking about the children's party. I thought it was going to be separate from the seance. I was like, oh, they skipped over the children's party. That's great. We're getting straight to the seance. No, the children's party was in the same building as the seance. And that is so creepy. Um, The children were like super excited and I was scared. Honestly, as much as I love scary things, I don't know how I would do in a house that is legitimately haunted. Um, yeah, I'm, I don't really want to know what I would be like in that place. I'm just putting it out there that now that I think about it, I may not be prepared for something like that. You know who else wasn't prepared? The actors. So I found out in my research that the actors were actually unaware of the jump scenes that were happening, the doors banging open, the, you know, things falling, things crashing, like things like that. They did not know that those things were going to happen. So, yeah, that makes it even more fun. Like the reactions that they have were authentic. And I feel like it's so cool to be an actor because, you know, you have to stay in character. And like, that's the important thing about embodying your character, because if you were just acting when you needed to act, when things like that happen, you would not respond to it appropriately. So if you're supposed to be like this hard, like macho person who's not afraid of anything and they throw a jump scare in the movie and you freak out and shrill, you've destroyed that scene, you know? But these actors really embody their character, and I love it. I'm here for it. Just like the chandelier scene. Ain't nobody was prepared for that, and that was intense. I was scared, okay? (laughs) I love the jump scares in this movie because they're not too much, because you're kind of, like, not expecting them. Like, you know the place is haunted, but you also don't intend for it to be a kind of movie that actually scares you. So, or at least I wasn't prepared for that. So I love that. Um, I think the, the the structure of the place was really beautiful to look at. Everything was so like intricate. There are trees and things on the walls and ceilings. And from the wrong light, it kind of looks like mold, but in the right light, it looks really cool. And now I want to paint a forest in my room. So yes, about the movie itself, I am really sad that Reynolds, Michelle Yao did not stay in the movie longer. I was so sad when they found her dead. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. She is killing this part, okay? She did so good. And I was here for more of it. And no, like she could not, she ended up not being able to really go toe-to-toe with Poirot and I was here for it. But, you know, I don't like to see anybody put my man in his place and I'm gonna be for real with you. Poirot deserves to always be right, okay? (laughs) Even though he was wrong about this, there was nobody to really put it in his face because um, Ariadne was, she kind of ruined that for herself. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad he wasn't able to be put in his place by her, but I totally was sad when I found out that Reynolds was the first one to go. I also was not prepared for the doctor to die. 
I was completely caught off guard by that because I thought there was only going to be one murder. I love a twist. Love a twist. But I felt really sad for Leopold because that's his dad. Like, and you find out at the end, like, that is, that was because he sent the blackmail letter to Rowena. And I'm just like, this is too much. Like your dad's in love with her and then you send her the blackmail letter and then she kills him and makes him kill himself. Like the way that she staged that is so sad. Like this man was doing everything he could for his son, um, even while dealing with what he was dealing with. And then you make him kill himself. Like my heart did not accept that. I was so sad. It was totally unfair. You know what else was unfair? The fact that we have Mr. Handsome who comes through and it's just so irritating. And it's like, eventually I'm sad for him because he was in love with Alicia, but he couldn't stay with her because of her mother, because she was just so ridiculous. And like, he probably also feels like he is the cause of Alicia's death, because if he had stuck it out with her, then she probably would not have been dead or he would have known that her mom is the one who killed her a long time ago. So yes, that is terrible and it is sad. However, it does not give you the right to attack this man when he's having a nerve storm. The kid tells you that like, just chill out because his dad is having a moment, like leave him alone. And you go and antagonize him and talk about how he's a mad a bad a bad father and all this and that and now the guy is about to kill you because now something has switched off in his brain and you're you're on the list to be taken out and I wouldn't have been mad at it but obviously Leopold was right there and I did not like that so I'm glad it did not escalate further than that what else happened in this movie Ariadne I just want to say that I love that name I'm obsessed with it now. Um, But she is a terrible woman. And I just felt that something about her just couldn't be honest. She kept talking about how she needed to bring the play role back and things like that. And, you know, it's he's still there deep down inside. But as long as he's not doing detective stuff, he can't be called Poirot. And then she was like defending the bodyguard, the clues about the apples. I'm like, yeah, something is just wrong. And of course, this whole thing was set up. I was so mad. I was like, your own bodyguard. And it's like, Poirot probably has money. Are you not getting enough from him? Like, insane. And then, you know, you have Ariadne who's trying to get another bestseller because the last three sucked. And, you know, maybe you're just not a good writer. Hmm? Hmm? I don't I don't mean that. I'm just mad at her. OK, um, so, yeah, I'm glad that it didn't work out for her and that she was not happy in the end of this movie because she sucks. I knew. So we're getting to the, the big twist now. I knew it was the mom after we determined that Ariadne did not kill anybody. She was just staging the whole thing so Poirot could look bad. I knew that the mom was the killer. She is just she just loves her daughter too much. And I've seen it in several movies. I've heard of it in real life. That's 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 how it goes. And it is so sad. Like I was not expecting to be this sad at the end of the movie. But my heart 
she just could not live without her daughter. And that is the scary thing about a parent being completely dedicated to their only child because your relationship could turn out like that and you're not even aware of it. And, you know, we got this this poisoned honey. That's how she got her. And I'm just like, it's one thing seeing your kids sick, but you're watching them hallucinate. I'm just, that's, that's wild. Girl, that was too much. And then the fact that you took her dead body and you scratched her with a garden tool and threw her over the balcony so that it would look like a a suicide by the haunting in the house. I'm like, this is unbelievable. I just, I can't believe that she had the stomach for it. I honestly, I would have felt that she'd be more inclined to throw her own self off the balcony because she killed her daughter. It's just, yo. Also, if you knew that the poison honey was poisoned, why didn't you just tell your housekeeper that she could only have one tablespoon of the honey because it's really strong or something like that? Like, why? Yeah. Why wouldn't you give her instructions? Absolutely ridiculous. It is so sad. So sad. But uh, we got the brother-sister duo who got to live out their dream. And it just kind of shows you that dreams don't always have to be extravagant. It's just, just what you desire. And you should work towards that because I'm pretty sure they've gotten to see some amazing stuff on their path to Missouri. So yeah. I think the movie was really good. It was it was wrapped up real nice. And, you know, Poirot's back in the game. So are we expecting another one? Because I'm here for it. All right. Let me know what you guys thought, how you felt. When did you figure out it, it was the mom? If you figured out it was the mom. And uh, I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Thank you for listening today. I would love to hear your thoughts about the movie. So look for me on Twitter, Instagram, and threads at Chatty Sisters. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, share it and leave a review. Now, you know what I'm going to say. If you don't believe me, then watch it. And if you don't agree, then comment.